Hey everyone, Pedro Adeo here, financial professional and number one best-selling author and host of the Retirement Free Podcast. And today's show is called Retirement. Whose idea was this anyway? Sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Retired and Free. Hi, my name is Sofia Adeo, and my dad is Pedro Adeo, number one best-selling author and super successful financial guy. And this is the Retired and Free Podcast. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into episode number one of the Retirement Free Podcast. And I couldn't think of a better topic to start out with in our inaugural first episode, and that is to take a step back a little bit and help you understand and discover something that I only learned after doing research for my book. And that is, if we're going to talk about retirement, And if we're going to have a book called Retired and Free, and if you're going to plan for this major event, I thought, doesn't it make sense to actually understand the history? Where did retirement as a concept even come from? Who invented it? Was it the Greeks? Was it the Romans? Was it, I mean, where did it come from? And so I began to study and want to investigate where this notion of retirement was birthed from what 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 major philosophy was it eastern was it western was it modern was it ancient and what i learned kind of shocked me and it shocked me to find out that retirement that the concept of retirement as we know it today is actually a relatively new idea it has not been around forever it's actually relatively new and it was invented by a guy named Chancellor von Otto, Otto von Bismarck, excuse me, Otto von Bismarck was a German chancellor who was ruling Germany and invented this idea in 1880. Now, there's a lot of history on this guy, um, Otto von Bismarck, he definitely was very much uh, effective in his role, however, literally he's blamed historically for the two world wars like literally this guy is blamed for being the uh the totalitarian the the ruler that got germany overly focused on nationalism and kind of literally you know set the stage for the two major world wars um however he is credited with inventing this idea of retirement now here's how his retirement system worked he designed it he was obviously in charge of the government and government can pretty much do what they want until the people revolt but for the most part they can do what they want and so in 1880 german chancellor otto von bismarck launches the first ever retirement program and here's how it worked to qualify for benefits benefits you had to reach the age of 70 okay which okay 70 years old before you get benefits that doesn't sound too unreasonable except for the fact that in 1880 the average male only lived to be about 46 years old. So you can see why this was an incredibly lucrative system for the chancellor. He was able to collect revenue, take in money, take in dollars uh, from everybody, knowing that the great majority of people would put money in that they would never get a chance to pull out. And so obviously that was a very popularized system by the government and it made a lot of sense and lo and behold when governments find ways to take money from people and have access to it on their own discretion that idea can get pretty popular and so and that same concept that the same general philosophy and system that was invented by 
Otto von Bismarck in Germany was brought to America by Teddy Roosevelt in 1935 as part of the New Deal. And this was part of, the, as you might recall, the Great Depression. And so Teddy Roosevelt brought this same concept to see if it would help America. And with that importation of this German retirement system gave way to the birth of Social Security. So Social Security was born in 1935 as part of importing this process, this idea, this concept from the Germans. Now in America, the rules were a little bit different. People were able to qualify for benefits at the age of 65. So five years sooner than the German plan, which is obviously better for people putting money in the plan. However, at this time, the average male life expectancy was still only age 63. So it still was going to be that the predominant majority of people, that most most men would put money in to a plan that they would never get money out of. And so if you can imagine if the average expectancy was age 63, that life expectancies probably weren't much longer than that. So Social Security as it was designed was designed to provide for people when they actually lived past normal life expectancy. So people that lived into their late 60s and early 70s, that was old back in 1935. So this was kind of like old age insurance. This is pretty much money that was put aside for people that probably shouldn't have lived this long, but they did, and so here's some extra money. It was never designed to be income for someone for 20, 30 years as we're seeing it today. And that's one of the reasons why our social security system is under so much stress, all right? So that is when it started. Now, you might be you might be thinking or assuming that this was welcomed and celebrated by people at that time. And the fact is, if you study the history, that is not that's not true at all. There were many, many people that were not thrilled about the development of Social Security. Why? Well, because what was happening at that time was the Industrial Revolution was coming in a full swing. We saw factories coming online, machines coming into play, and the economy needed to grow. Uh, obviously, Teddy Roosevelt needed the economy to grow to get the country out of the Depression and get things cooking. So what happened is with the onset of the Industrial Revolution and all these machines coming online, it just happens that younger workers were able to move faster and get those machines working and being more efficient, creating more output, which led to more sales of goods and services, which led to more taxes. And so there was a, there was a major need to find a way to, as delicately and politely as possible, move these older workers out of the way so younger, faster workers could come and take their place. Now, as you can imagine, nobody wants to be displaced like that, right? Nobody wants to be told, hey, by the way, Frank, you're a great guy, or Sally, we, you're, you're amazing, we like you, we are, think you're a great person. I know you've been here 30 years, but there's somebody who's younger and will work faster than you, and um, we have to let you go. Right? Nobody wants to hear that. So what they did was they invented Social Security as a way to make it easier to basically take people out of their jobs and say, hey, you no longer have to work. We have this system for you over here. 
And so Social Security was seen by many people of that day as a forced retirement system. They were literally had their jobs taken away, jobs they actually enjoyed and liked doing, jobs they felt a purpose in, jobs that, that, they, that they had a sense of passion and they really enjoyed their work. And they literally had their, robs, their jobs stripped of them, robbed of them, and were put to pasture with Social Security as a way to comfort them in the process. So many, many people actually did not cash their Social Security checks as a protest. And so again, if we don't know the history of this stuff, then we, we, we don't really understand kind of where this came from and is it really valuable to you. And so my question to you is this. I'm not saying retirement is bad. I'm not saying retirement should be avoided. We're going to have upcoming episodes where I'm going to show you and talk to you about how stressful retirement really is. What I'm here to do today in this first module, this first episode, episode one, is I want to start to ask you some challenging questions to get you to really begin to think and maybe rethink about retirement. Because retirement, as we know it today in modern day, you know, Western culture, this idea of a lifetime of leisure, this idea where you no longer um, have to be accountable for your time and for your resources, where this idea where you can basically slip away into purposeless living for the next 5, 10, 20 plus years, I'm going to ask you to challenge that notion. I'm going to ask you to challenge the idea that we at any point in time um, have the opportunity to check out of having an obligation to be good stewards of our time, our energy, our passions, and our gifts and talents. And so I'm going to begin to chip away a little bit at this concept and I want you to understand that retirement doesn't seem to have been invented from a perspective of what's really best for the individual. This idea of retirement seems to have been invented from the idea of what's best for government, what's best for the economy at whole, and and really wasn't birthed out of what is absolutely best for the individual. Now, don't get me wrong. Social Security benefits today are incredibly important, and there are many, 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 I think the great majority of people retired today rely on those Social Security benefits as a huge part of their retirement income. So I'm not saying there's not benefits to the Social Security system. What I'm saying to you is, is where, where and how have you thought about Social Security, and more importantly, your retirement, in a way that might be disempowering, that might be taking away your need or desire to stay connected to purpose throughout your entire life. And so again, for today, your assignment is this. Grab your uh, journal and a pen and think about this question. What does retirement mean to me? What does it look like to me? If you're already retired, think about that and say, describe your current reality of how do you view your retirement life as it is now? And then if you're thinking about retirement, what does retirement look like to you? What do you see yourself doing? How, how active do you see yourself being? What types of activities or things you see yourself staying connected to that will still require you to maintain levels of passion and purpose because this is what happened when people in 1935 were told they couldn't show up to work anymore they lost that connection to purpose and nothing has changed today I know so many people who after spending 10, 20, 30, 40 plus years in a career that they love, a career that they felt passionate about, developing skills and having levels of leadership and responsibilities in major and significant ways, when they walk away from that to this retirement phase of life and they no longer have any sense of purpose, they can feel very lost. 
and this oriented. And so my question to you is this. What are the things that you are committed to doing either in retirement or before you retire to make sure you will not find yourself in purposeless living, wandering through your life, having every day seem like a groundhog day? And what are you prepared to do to make sure that your life in retirement is just as passionate, if not more, and just as purpose-filled, if not more, as your working years. So with that, folks, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. This was episode one of the Retirement Free Podcast. If you liked it, please share it up. Jump on over to iTunes, leave us a review, and I'll see you on the next podcast. Until then, take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Retired and Free Podcast. Please share this show with others who you think want to be retired and free too. And don't forget to give us a great review on iTunes and subscribe. Hi, my name is Elise Albert and I'm the producer of the Retired and Free Show. For more information on how to achieve financial certainty and fulfillment in retirement, head on over to our website, www.retiredandfree.com now.